I don't sing, I don't dance You won't try here anymore Welcome back to Too Old to Date Much has changed since we last checked in on our intrepid duo of daters Michael, 36, has decided that casual sex is not for him His accidental one-night stand with, and subsequent rejection by a former prostitute, was enough to steer him back on the path of seeking out a committed relationship. Bradley, 33, has begun a new job at Simon & Carmen, a large advertising and public relations firm. Today is his 18th day on the job, and he has been having trouble making friends. We find him now in the office kitchen microwaving leftover pasta from his dinner the night before. He speaks to Diana, 25, the social media manager for several of the firm's clients. I spent last weekend in the Hamptons. I pretty much feel like if the weather is warm and I don't go to the Hamptons, that I threw away a weekend. I can't relate to that at all. Well, what did you do this weekend? I didn't really do anything because my financial situation's kind of fucked. I don't think I know you well enough to talk about So, my blog, Burger One Time, it had this massive boom, right? Like, it was kind of small a few years ago, and then I wrote this article about June Farmington. Do you know who June Farmington is? No. Okay, so June Farmington's like this big, she's like, how do I describe her? She's like the meat chef, female meat chef in New York. But uh, I wrote an article that was kind of critical of her new restaurant, and then she actually came on to my Instagram and commented some, like, crazy batshit stuff. Like, I'm just some little blogger. Why is she commenting on it? Anyway, because of that, my audience exploded, and I started making a lot of money through, like, sponsored posts and advertising, and that that was cool. But I broke the lease on my crappy, cheapo, bee-infested apartment on the Upper West, and then signed a lease on a nicer apartment on the Upper East. And that's honestly the only reason I even took this job is because shortly after that, the boom that I got from that article went away and I'm not making the same kind of money I was and now I have to, you know, pay rent and date, I guess. But I have to scale back a lot because it's really expensive. So you always pay on dates? That's nice. It's nice for the girls that I take on the dates. What's your first date to second date ratio like? Like how many first dates I go on that lead to second dates? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it used to be better, but when you go out with three girls a week, it starts to take a hit. Three dates a week is so many, and you take them all out for drinks? Bradley removes his pasta from a microwave and sits with Diana at one of the three small tables in the kitchen. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes that turns into dinner. Really adds up. Adds up to what? Like, how much do you think you spend on dates in a month? I don't know, probably like five, six hundred bucks. Shut up. No, you don't. Well, if I go on three dates in a week, or, okay, let's be conservative, let's say five dates in two weeks, that's ten dates a month. So you'd have to spend 50 to, like, $60 on each date. So if, okay, that's better math, because then I'm actually spending closer to $1,000 a month. Why? Okay, so how many drinks do you usually drink on a date? I guess on an average date, like, two or three. Yes, you only stop at one if it's a really disastrous date. And then sometimes if it's going well, you'll have more than three. Yeah. So how much does each drink cost? I don't know, like $11? It's only $11 if you're drinking at some shitty bar and you're drinking shitty beer. A cocktail at a good bar is like, I don't know, 12 to 15 bucks. So if it's an average date between both people, that's five drinks at $13 a drink, and that's $65 before tax and tip. After that, you're up to close to 80, so that's $800 a month right there. If you went on fewer first dates, wouldn't it be cheaper? No, because second dates tend to be way more expensive because then food gets involved. You could probably take a lot of your first dates out for coffee. When I was single, I didn't mind coffee dates. I don't drink coffee. Oh, are you Mormon? No, I'm clearly Jewish. I just don't like coffee, and Mormons don't drink booze anyway. 
Bradley has stopped telling people that he's never even consumed a cup of coffee, because the topic tends to dominate the conversation. Well, you could get other things at a coffee shop, you know. Okay, so it's not like I've never had a date at a coffee shop. But there's a couple reasons I don't like it. One, the aforementioned, I don't drink coffee. I can get a hot chocolate, but I'm also, like, not the best at digesting dairy, and that can be really embarrassing on a date. I feel like I just learned way too much about you. Okay, so two, I also feel like when you invite a girl for coffee, it sends a really unromantic vibe. Like, I've had job interviews at coffee shops. I've taken clients to coffee shops. It, it doesn't feel sexy. Sometimes chemistry between two people is enough to make any place romantic. Yeah, okay, I suppose. But I've also had bad luck at coffee shops. The last date I remember, I was out with this really cute ginger girl, and I have to go to the bathroom because I had a hot chocolate, whatever. I'll spare you the details if it's TMI. I come out of the bathroom, and this other really cute girl goes in right after me. I sit back down with the girl I was on the date with, and I realize, horrified, that while I did flush the toilet, I didn't put the paper toilet seat cover in the bowl when I flushed so it didn't go down the toilet. So now instead of focusing on the date, I'm just focused on how this other girl has to touch the toilet seat cover that touched my ass and how grossed out she probably is. And I'm horrified that she'll come out of the bathroom and say something about it to me. And then I pretty much just rushed out of there because I was so goddamn embarrassed and scared. You're kind of an odd duck. Bradley and Diana eat their lunches in silence for a few moments before Nicole, 24, enters the kitchen. Nicole is a human resources assistant. She has been working at the company only three months longer than Bradley. Unlike Bradley, she became popular with her colleagues almost immediately. Hey guys. Hey. hey. It smells so good in here. What'd you guys get for lunch? I brought pasta from home. I ran out to that Mediterranean place on 43rd. I love that place. I have their app on my phone and I think I've earned like five free shawarmas. It's the best. Brad, I hear you're a big foodie. Have you tried it? I have not, but you're making it sound pretty good. How can you call yourself a foodie if you don't drink coffee? Well, I, I don't call myself a foodie. I think Nicole probably just heard that I have a burger blog. Maybe you should take your dates out for burgers. Yeah, but it doesn't solve my budgeting issue. What am I missing here? Brad doesn't drink coffee, so he won't take girls on coffee dates. But then he was also complaining about how much it costs to take girls on dates to bars all the time. Do you have any suggestions? I don't really go on dates. Okay, but like... What do you do for sex? Oh my god, you know she works in HR, right? You're gonna get yourself fired. <laughs> it's fine. I just tend to, like, meet friends of friends. Right on, but then they take you on dates. Not really. I don't get how this happens. I feel like you have to date. People my age just don't date that much. You can't be that much younger than me. How old do you think I am? I don't know, like 33? Okay, you think I am exactly as old as I am, which makes me feel very old. Well, that is kind of old to be dating as much as you do. Why aren't you married? Ugh, that's a lot. Um, I thought I was going to get engaged to my most recent ex, and that didn't work out, clearly. That feels too personal to be sharing right now. You asked. When's your next date? It's tonight. I'm going to meet a girl in Astoria. That's far. How many times have you been out with her? This is the first date. I wouldn't date someone who lived in Queens. Yeah, I would not either. It really doesn't bother me. I just need to figure out a way to keep the cost down. That evening... Michael finds himself in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, determined to try a new approach to meeting a suitable match. He walks into the office of Teresa, 39, a visual artist and matchmaker, whose client base was recently amplified by a flattering spotlight article in Time Out magazine. Teresa's vividly pink hair in the article's photograph caught Michael's attention and separated her from his internalised image of an old crone matchmaker. He waits a few minutes in the waiting room before Teresa guides him to a conference room. I'm so sorry it's taking me so long to get this set up. 
You emailed me on Labor Day, and it's been so chaotic since then. Don't worry at all. It's funny. In your email, you said that you were feeling like you were too old for online dating, and I started getting worried because Mike is such a timeless name that you were going to be like ninety years old, and I would have to try and find you another ninety-year-old to date, and I would feel so guilty because I don't have another ninety-year-old client. No, no, no. I'm just I'm thirty-six years old. I just I feel too old to date on these apps. Because you're not from here. In New York terms, you are like an infant. I know. It's just my backstory is that I got married super young. I was dating in the '90s, and now just Tinder just makes me feel very old. I just got kicked off of Tinder. Hey, congratulations! No, I'm sad. I was using it to find matches for my clients. Why'd you get kicked off? Because they thought I was promoting my business, which is crazy. Because I just said I was a matchmaker and put a link to the website. Well, that sucks. That's just who you are. How long have you been doing this matchmaking? I have been matchmaking for nine years. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> and I just got the space, which is great because I use it as an office and also to display artwork, which is fun. The things I like about matchmaking are the same things I like about the art, because I match the art to the space and maybe the art to a buyer. That's incredible. I mean, it looks great in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely feeling happy.、Uh, I have candy too. You have candy <laughs> here. Teresa hands Michael a bowl of caramel-flavored hard candy. Oh man, sit on this couch with a giant bowl of candy. I mean, this just like feels like therapy. The candy makes it feel like therapy. No, no, I'm just I'm sitting on a couch. Like I'm about to tell you all these personal things about myself, and you're gonna write them down on your little clipboard there. And now I've got this big bowl of comfort candy that I'm just like hugging. It's just it's all a very therapy vibe. <laughs> it kind of is. I mean, you're telling me your whole life story, so I could see that it's not that different. Except with therapy, there is no solution. With this, it's like you've been going on dates with people you don't like. I will find people you do like. It's very actionable. Sounds great. So, are you ready for the interview? Yeah, yeah. Let's do your thing. Just so you know, I've now interviewed about six or seven hundred people for an hour each. So I have a pretty good idea of what people are looking for. All these notes I take are private and just for records. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So, your name is Mike. Do you prefer Michael or Mike? Does not matter to me. Okay, we will stick with Mike. Cool. And are you interested in women? Yes. Only women. Yes. Do you want children? Yes. Would you date someone who already has one? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Because when you sat down, I immediately thought of someone for you, and she has kids. Uh, well, in that case, no, probably not then. But you just said it was okay. Yeah, but I, I gave it a thought for a second, and I realized I just want to be the guy who says he's okay with it. When you make it a real person, then no, I don't. I don't want that. Hmm. That's too bad. She's an amazing woman. She lives in Jersey City. She's a really successful. So I also don't think I could date someone in New Jersey. Oh, okay.、Uh, let's go in a different direction. What have your past relationships been like? Well, I haven't really been in any serious relationships since my ex, and with her it was good for like a really long time. We met in college. We got married young because our family's very religious.、Um, but then it's I don't know. We just kind of grew into different people,、um, just incompatible adults, and that's really the only relationship I've ever been in. That makes sense. What's your ideal height in a match?、Uh, probably like five four, five five, five four or five five, right in there. Would you consider adoption or surrogacy to have children? Uh, I'm sure. I guess. I mean, I I know everyone thinks about having their own kids. I think that's the ideal, right? Like you want like a miniature version of yourself. But yeah, sure, I'm open to anything. But、uh, wait, do you actually know someone that's interested in that? Because then the answer is no. Are you serious? No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> okay. Could you see yourself in an open relationship? Ah,、uh, no, probably not. 
Are you open to a transgender person? Michael pauses and thinks of his episode one encounter with Destiny. I am not. Would you prefer to be with a 40-year-old publicist who can't have children or a 29-year-old former lawyer who is now a consultant? Uh, you know, I, I think I'd like the 29-year-old. It's really specific. Yeah, because those are two people that I represent. And that about wraps it up. But before we finish, are there any other pet peeves or peccadillos you have that I should know about? Um, well, I probably couldn't date anyone if I don't like their design aesthetic. What do you mean? I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, I okay, I actually could date someone if I didn't like their design aesthetic. I think it's more like if they had no aesthetic at all. Like, if they just didn't give a shit about any of their style or how they decorated their apartment or whatever. Interesting. I couldn't date anyone that likes super bright, saturated colors. That makes me nauseated. Like, I went out with a guy a few times that I really liked, but one time he wore this fluorescent colored t-shirt and I was so turned off by it. Wow. See, now I just feel bad for that guy. He thought things were going well and he just wore a shitty shirt. <laughs> yeah. So, any other pet peeves? Okay, there's one more. It's, so, like, I like to run a lot, right? And I don't want to be with someone who isn't physically active in some way. Like... I, don't, I mean, they don't necessarily have to be in the running, but, like, if it's Sunday morning and I want to get up and go for a run, like, I, I need them to be cool with it. Like, it's fine if they're into yoga or tennis or whatever else, but for me, it's just, like, I, I need someone who's cool with that. Like, I don't, I don't want someone who just wants to lay around and watch TV all day. Mm, that's interesting. Have you considered joining one of those social sports teams or running groups? Mm, I don't know. I generally like to run alone, so I don't think that's going to work. In the meantime, let me see if I can find you some matches. I'll email you if I think of anyone. Meanwhile... Bradley steps off the R-train and descends the steps to the street. He looks up from his cellular telephone and sees Alison, 25, standing on the corner. Alison feels Bradley's eyes on her and looks up as well. Bradley notices a confused look on her face as he waves at her. Hey. Hello? You're Alison, right? I'm Brad. Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> you seem confused. Do you not recognize me? No, I do. Do I not look like my pictures? No, 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 it's not that. Well, none of your pictures look the same, so I wasn't really sure which version of you to expect. <laughs> oh my god, is that gopher I was hoping for a different version of you? No. Bradley and Allison walk two avenues and half a block towards the bar. The conversation is stilted and awkward. Bradley has already written this date off as a failure but accepts the silver lining that he can have one inexpensive drink before excusing himself. He assumes Allison will be amenable to this plan. I actually don't remember exactly where this place is. Alright, let me check. Don't judge my phone. I lost my real phone on the subway the other day, and I just got this bright green cheapo bullshit 5C replacement. Which part of that would I judge? I mean, any part of it. For one, that I lost my phone and didn't realize it until it was too late, even though I was listening to music on my phone at the time. Or you could be like everyone who passes me on the street or on the subway at all times. The things I'm trying to be a 12-year-old between this bright green piece of junk and my bright blue headphones. Yeah, that's kind of true. Bradley and Allison enter the bar. After a round of drinks, Allison begins to loosen up. The conversation and alcohol flow freely. And before either of them realize it, three hours have passed. When the bill arrives, Bradley grimaces at the substantial sum, but feels heartened that the night has turned around for the better. He walks Alison to her apartment, and even receives a goodnight kiss for his trouble. The following day, Michael meets Bradley for lunch at an outdoor sausage counter across the street from Bradley's apartment. Brad, wouldn't it make more sense for you to make your own lunch instead of spending $7 for us to share a bratwurst? 
I don't think so, because... Okay, look. Let's think about it. If I had to go grocery shopping, I'd be grocery shopping for both of us, because I'm not going to make you like split a grocery bill with me, and then we'll go back to my apartment and cook it. But here, we each just spend $7 on our own bratwurst, right? I don't have to buy... And, and also, when I go to the grocery store, I always end up spending a fortune anyway. Yeah, I mean, I get that. But, I, like, for 7 bucks, I at least want a place to sit, right? I get that, but this is cheaper than where we usually go to lunch anyway, okay? I just feel really poor. Can we talk about anything else? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Let's talk about... Not being poor. How's, how's your work life going back in the 9 to 5 world? It's okay. The issue is... I have no idea if the work that I'm doing is any good because no one has given me any feedback. Nothing? Nothing. That's frustrating. Are there, like, other people cool at least? Kind of. So it's, it's like, 90% female. A lot of the girls are really pretty. Is that bad? Yeah, it's, like, a good distraction for the day. But on the other hand, there's a ton of feminine energy there, and I'm not acclimating well to it, clearly. And I don't think anyone wants to be my friend. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, the feminine energy is tough. Like, my, my office is pretty 50-50, which I guess is what you want. Like, that's the ideal. For sure. That's, that's 100% what I wish the case was. Not that I have, like, such a great track record of making male <laughs> friends. You're, like, my only guy friend. But you can take the word guy out of that sentence. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be such an asshole. But there's one girl who's really pretty, and I, she, she's been nice to me. She doesn't seem to dislike me. And that's, so that's, like, that's kind of what I'm focusing on. Hey, look at that little workplace romance. Yeah, sadly, I don't think that's going to be the case, though, because she works in HR. And I, I just have a feeling like if you work in HR, you probably don't hook up with people at the office. And she's also, she's like seven years younger than me. Yeah, I mean, I don't think age has ever been a problem for you. Yeah, that's true. The girl that I went out with last night was like eight years younger than me. This is the one in Queens that you traveled way too far to see? Yeah. Did you know that your opinion on traveling far to meet people is actually the dominant opinion among 25-year-old women? They won't go anywhere. That's the only thing that me and 25-year-old women agree on. Probably. Ooh, sorry. The bratwurst is already coming back up on me. That's all right. That's what you get for $7 bratwurst. I got to tell you the story about the girl in Astoria. Okay, it's so fucking embarrassing. But like, right when I get off the train, mm-hmm. usually I was like expecting to see her at the restaurant, but she was right there mm-hmm. on the street, and she had no fucking clue who I was. Really? Like, do you think she didn't do the thing where she checked her phone again to see your profile pictures? I think she did do that, but she told me that none of my photos look the same. Really? And I guess I've gotten that before, but it just like it seemed like she was disappointed with the version of me that showed up. <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten that before, and it's like once that happens, it's it's done. That's brutal. It really sucked. So at that point, I thought, okay, the deal's toast. I mean, like, yeah, she's not interested. Right. It was actually okay. Oh, and, and it, it ended well? Yeah, we made out a bit at the end. Hey, there you go. <laughs> um, but then this morning, I go to ask her out again. I texted her, and she said she felt like we really clicked as people, quotes, quotes, quotes. Yeah. Ugh. But she didn't think it was going to go anywhere romantically. <laughs> yeah. See, that's... So you can take out anything before the but in that sentence, and it's like, and you can just end it with, you know, so she doesn't think it's going to go anywhere romantically. Exactly. And, and we had kissed, actually. We'd made out a little bit, and that still happened. So you're that bad of a kisser. Possibly. <laughs> uh, it was not a good kiss. So there's, like, one of two kissing styles that happens that I just, like, cannot sync up with. Right. And, you know, girls will say, you could be the worst kisser in the world, but if you sync, they think you're a good kisser. Right, right, because it's like you're on the same, yeah, it's like you're just pacing together and it's all good. Exactly. There's no such thing as an actual good kisser. There's right. just, are we the same kisser? Right. Anyway. You can be a bad dancer, but if you find someone else who's a bad dancer, like, at least you're syncing up and it works out pretty well. Yeah. This might be kind of like fucked up to say, but it's kind of like how, I mean, there's a lid for every pot, like... Fat people find each other. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. unattractive people find each other. I'm not I'm not going to date a supermodel. Yeah, totally. That's a fucked up thing to say. I'm glad you and I are the only people left this fucking <laughs> yeah. bratwurst dance. Okay. So, there are two specific kind of kissing modes that I can't sync up with. One of them is that, like, lizard tongue thing where just, like, they dart, they make their tongue hard and pointy and dart it into your mouth. Oh, I hate that one. It's like the one where you go, man, 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 man,
I've had that before. No. Then there's this other one, which actually has two sort of subcategories. Yeah. So it's the wide open, like, mouth on mouth. Ah, 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 like you're lashing like I don't even I can't, what, what what kind of animal does that I don't know it's like where black holes come from right so one of them feels like a black hole because there's no tongue yeah and you're just like lipping each other oh. but like with wide open mouths you just you can like you can not feel the actual saliva dripping from their mouth <laughs> but you can sense that like their salivary glands are activated and like in a cave like space there's water dripping down <laughs> it's just wet but it's a cave so it didn't rain in there it's right just, it's like a breeding ground for mosquitoes oh. <laughs> the other is is when they put their whole tongue in your mouth, stick it out of their mouth, and go. Ah, 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 ah. It's a different level. That that's, that's a different one. She did that one. Okay, so uh, that wasn't great. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I still say it was probably because of that first impression thing. I mean, those are crucial. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't have mattered otherwise. The, the second she didn't like the way I looked, I was done for. Not to mention, I had my fucking green iPhone and blue headphones, so I looked like a twelve-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good look for you. I just, I just wish that it hadn't cost me $150 to get a tongue tornado. Too Old to Date was created by Brad Garoon and Mike Tanzillo. This episode was written by Brad and Mike. Additional voices for this episode were provided by Jessica Rosen, Jenna Heller, Daisy Guevara, and Julie Smolanski. Our theme music is Loveless by Go Go Ghost. Creep on us on social media at Too Old To Date. Contact us at info at tooldtodate.com. For more information, visit tooldtodate.com. And while you're there, please consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows and pay for more dates.